0: Justin Kinner, Kev Nash with you here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station, 1410 Wing AM. A little past four. We appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with us here this afternoon. Uh, Keith Byers hanging out with us here in studio. Uh, he'll join us again coming up here shortly. We're going to get to our uh, conversation with Max Kellerman here in just a second. Just a reminder, the Reds will be back in action tonight. seven ten. the first pitch, six forty. the pregame. Reds and Indians coming up, this time from Cleveland. The Reds split with the Indians uh, the first two games of the four-game home-and-home series. We'll see if the Reds can rebound after last night's tough loss. I mean, six innings of one hit shut out baseball from Tyler Mally last night David Bell goes to the bullpen and when you have the cowboy in the middle of the broadcast saying hey i know that you're going to look at the pitch count and say you know what uh we're going to take him out because of the pitch count but sometimes you got to use your eyes and sometimes you got to use just your gut and if you would have used your eyes and your gut David Bell should have paid attention to the fact that Tyler Mally was rolling and had no business taking him out at that time and sure enough they go to strope which by the way strope should be able to come in and you know do his thing, mainly because that's what they paid him for coming in in the offseason. But the Reds got a tough one last night. We'll talk about that, as well as preview tonight's game coming up later on in the show. Keith Byers will be back with us in just a moment. Let's get to our conversation. I'm excited to bring on our next guest. Coming up on August 17th, ESPN Radio is doing a complete reshuffle, and a new show will be debuting at 2 o'clock on ESPN Radio beginning August 17th, and that show is the Max Kellerman Show. You all know Max, of course, from ESPN's first take, alongside Stephen A. Smith, now getting his own radio show, and he joins us now. Max, welcome in, sir. How are you? Thank you. Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you're doing a lot of these and getting asked a lot of the same questions, so I might as well just pick up with where I'm sure your last interview uh, left off. Your new show coming up and debuting on August 17th. You have a lot on your plate, and I'm sure you're enjoying every bit of it. How excited are you to have your own radio show uh, with you coming up on the 17th?
1: I'm a radio guy. You know, I did Max on excuse me, Max on I do on, uh, I did on Public Access once upon a time and not on ESPN two now, but on Fridays at 5 p.m. But uh, I did the Max Kellerman show in New York City for years, and then Max and Marcellus in L.A. Drive Time, Afternoon Drive for years, for almost six years in L.A. So I, I have, you know, I'm a radio guy, but, you know, the, the TV money is hard to turn down, bro. Like, so, So... So, you know, that's so I do television. And I really like doing television. It keeps working for a living for sure. but but, at, at heart, I'm a radio guy, so I've been looking for the right uh, opportunity, a time slot that would work with my schedule, give it first take in boxing and, and it finally came up. and you know, I can't wait to get started.
0: Now, with you dealing with Stephen A every single day, no matter what opinionated loudmouth caller calls in to uh, to debate with you, I think you uh, I think you can hold your own by now at this point, I'm assuming. I,
1: I, please, Stephen A has yet to win a debate from me. I've been on the show for four years already. And, uh, uh, you know, radio is, I'm telling you, that's what I do. The Max Kellerman show is not first take, it's not a take, it's not a hot take show. There'll be arguments, there'll be debates. It's two hours of, you know, come hang out with your boy. We're going to talk mostly about sports.
0: All right, we got Max Kellerman with us here on the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash, and uh, let's talk a little sports with you here while we have some of your time. College football right now uh, here in Dayton. We're a, a, a Ohio State Buckeye affiliate, and the Big Ten schedule came out today. Ohio State schedule is out, and uh, I keep telling people, I mean, I want to be excited about it. Everybody is, and watching you on First Take, I kind of know what your opinion of this is already, but... How confident are you that with that schedule that came out today, how excited should Buckeye fans be in regards to are we going to get a full season?
1: Zero percent chance to get a full season. There's no <laughs> like, it just, it, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be an epidemiologist to understand this. There's, there's, um the pandemic is ten times worse than it was when we closed everything down. And now we're opening everything up. And, well, you know, given, okay, fine, do we have bubbles and no travel and, 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 you know, testing every day in isolation? No, that's not. Like, that's the only way to do it. The, first of all, tackle football maybe shouldn't be played in a pandemic. But I'm a football fan, so, you know what? I think, yeah, let's try. Whether or not it's the most responsible thing to do, let's try it, guys. Why not? Like, we love football, right? Mm. So, okay, how do you do that? Because maybe it's logistically impossible because you have, you know, 50-plus guys on a roster plus support staff and everything. It's 100 people on each team. Um, and, and and if you're traveling and all that, so like, okay, let's say somehow you could pull it off without the travel in a bubble. The reason you'd be able to pull it off, as the NBA is pulling it off, they have very little to go in their season, as the NHL is, is because in a bubble, when everyone is tested, in the absence of a vaccination, the only thing to do is locate where is this thing? Okay, this person has it. Great. Who else have they Been around, that person, that person, and that person. Okay, great, let's test them all. Oh, they're all positive. Isolate them all, right? you, you, You quarantine them for a couple of weeks and then the virus is gone and it can't be passed on because they don't have it anymore. That's how you crush the curve. If you're not in a bubble environment and you're interacting with all kinds of people all day, even if it's less than it used to be, how do you locate and isolate the virus? The answer is it is not possible. That's why baseball has already had to cancel a bunch of games and has had two major, three major outbreaks now, and it's why they, I don't think they're going to finish their season. And it's why I feel that college football and the NFL have, have not had a serious approach. Like they have not given themselves even, the, it might be impossible anyway, but they have not given themselves the best chance to pull this off.
0: Buckeyes quarterback uh, Justin Fields uh, said a quote a couple days ago or yesterday saying that he has never once thought about opting out of this upcoming season and I think that's a lot of lip service I, I mean what are they going to say yeah I mean I, I don't know if I want to play right now outside of the players who are opting out to play at this moment how many big names do you see opting out? Will that list get bigger? And just if the, if the season starts, that doesn't mean that more players won't opt out. Could you see big-name players opting out as the season goes on, and it could potentially start crumbling in front of their and I our could, very own eyes? I
1: could because, you know, it, put yourself in their position, right? As the information becomes more clear to you, like, how are they even going to start this? There's not even going to be kids in class. Like, even if they do start up classes, by November when it's flu season. And even if they discovered a vaccine today to scale it up so it's available to enough people, right? it's not just gonna to go to football players, right? That's even a bad look, like, wait a minute, we're in a pandemic, a lot of people need this, it's only going to football players? So that's not gonna happen. And But even if they discovered a vaccine today, you couldn't scale up in time, right? But they haven't discovered a vaccine today. So, so uh, once that reality becomes apparent, like, uh-oh, here comes a wave, coinciding with flu season, we're not going to know what's what, who has what. It's, it's going to be a problem, right? That's according to most of the credible sources you read. And if that's the case, when they notice the way it's going, they have to think to themselves, why aren't I getting ready for the NFL draft? Because the biggest name players, that's what largely the function of college is. You know, some guys really enjoy their experience and they don't want to miss out on that. They're never going to have it again where they think they still need to develop. But a lot of guys, it's because that's what's the alternative. But if there's not going to be that alternative anyway, some guys are going to want to get out in front of it and and just say, okay, let me start getting ready, you know, with real purpose for the draft. And I think that, yeah, I think it's going to happen with a lot of guys. Max, with the NBA bubble down there in Orlando, do you see the Portland Trailblazers giving the Lakers some trouble? You know, they got Dame Dollar, CJ, uh, Nurkic is back Collins is back with those two seven footers I see them being the biggest trouble for the Lakers getting out the West what about if you, you? don't, don't about forget you, about Carmelo I'll, I'll put it this way last time an eighth seed went to the finals it was also a short a strike short season 99 the New York Knicks mm-hmm. they go to the finals and get beaten up by the Spurs because they didn't have Patrick Ewing but they, you know, they they lost to the Spurs funky things are going to happen in a season like this Like it, the thing about the NBA is you know what's going to happen for the most part the best team wins because basketball, you can run your, team, your plays with your best players, and and it's a best-of-seven series. So the cream will rise to the top. Almost always the best team wins. And, and But in a season like this, if there's going to be like something weird, he will be in a season like this. And when I look at an eighth seed, and I'm a Lakers fan, who I don't want as a Lakers fan, I'm looking at the Blazers. I think the Lakers should be favored. I think the Lakers would win that series. But... Oof, that is not a first-round matchup you want if you're L.A. They got four serious starters right now. They're well-coached. It, it, that's a problem
0: max i saw you on first take earlier today with richard jefferson and over the weekend uh, i forgot who it was that tweeted out a picture of carmelo carmelo was sitting at a table you know holding a a glass of wine and everyone said oh he's waiting for all the gms to line up to apologize (laughs) to him and i'm not saying this just to suck up to you our guest uh but uh, i remember tweeting out over the weekend saying i don't know why people want to start this carmelo apology tour i mean when people said that he looked like he had declined it's because well it's because he was declining and his body didn't look good his game didn't look good now that he's got his head right and and he's adapted to his new role. Now he's performing at a much higher level. I don't know why people are expecting this apology tour that people were trying to kind of run you through this morning with Richard Jefferson.
1: Exactly. The thing about Carmelo Anthony is he was a great he's one of the all time great ISO scorers, right? And by the way, an underrated passer at his best, because, you know, he the defense would collapse. He'd find open shooters at his best. Um and and but he's Impression of himself Especially as the age Was out of proportion Because the league Was also changing Away from ISO ball Away from the thing He did best To more specialization so, so he was His talent was no longer Pitched because of age At a level where you could Try to contend for a championship With him as your primary Scoring option Right? And plus the game Had just changed And he didn't do Like his overall game Was devastating But what specialty Did he have That could contribute to a winning team, right, or a championship caliber team, as a starter or even a, a, a rotation piece, getting serious minutes. He couldn't play defense. He wasn't in shape to play defense, and he wasn't like some awesome catch and shoot three point shooter. He's a good good shooter, but like he was and, and failed to do it with the Rockets. The, the, the you know the Thunder gave him burn and released him. The Rockets picked him up and and played him a little bit and then barely played him and released him. He couldn't stick with those teams. Now, I never said he wasn't good enough to play in the NBA. I thought he was a a 15-minute-a-night, ninth guy on your bench. And GMs were saying, well, he's a future Hall of Famer, can't do that. You know, there's too much pressure to play him more. But implicit in that is that he's not good enough to play more. And they were right, given the nature of the way the game is played and his skill set. He wasn't. So I don't apologize for saying that he was a, 15-minute-a-night caliber guy um, because that's what he was. He has proven me wrong that he couldn't be more than that, to his great credit, but he is now given new information. He's provided new evidence. Look at this. He's not a star right now, but he is a starting caliber player on a very good team, making positive contributions, you know, playing real minutes, Uh, and, and that's much better than I thought he would be at this stage in his career. So he deserves that and and, an acknowledgement that he's proved the doubters wrong. And I was among them. That's different than doing a guy wrong, lying on him or exaggerating, you know, uh, slippage. None of that happened. Max, last question for you. I grew up in the 90s, falling in love with boxing with Meldrick Taylor, Sweet Peep, Purnell Whitaker, the whole Ludo of the camp. Is Shakur Stevenson the next big little man in boxing? Yeah. Shakur, I think, is the bluest chip of all the blue chip, um, you know, young fighters in the game. And like Purnell and then Roy and then Floyd, he is, he is an American Olympian with a really good defense. You know, usually that's the guy who's not always the biggest star, right? Floyd, Purnell wasn't the biggest star in the sport. Neither was Roy. Floyd was, and that was largely because of his personality. Um, but but uh, and I don't know whether Shakur is going to do that or not. But in terms of the athletic competition and the results, mm-hmm. he can control the other guy. He can negate what he does with his defense, and he can pick him apart with his offense. I think he is the best bet of the young fighters to be the best pound for pound fighter in boxing in the not too distant future.
0: All right, the Max Kellerman Show will debut on August 17th from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Uh, Max, thank you so much for your time. We're looking forward to hearing you daily on the radio side of things, and we'll continue watching you on First Take, uh, beating Stephen A. Smith every morning. Thank you. I
1: appreciate you guys.